And on the rocks this week, we've got the internationally famous... Not even. ...superhero from Amarillo, Texas. Well, he's actually from uh, Missouri. Nope. Also not correct. Where, where are you from? Fayetteville, Arkansas. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Still Austin Whiskey. Introducing Still Austin's newest expression, Straight Rye Whiskey, affectionately titled The Artist. This new flagship spirit represents the culmination of years of effort, a final work of art that feels somehow effortless. This is a whiskey for the dreamers, the visionaries, and the artists who inspire us all. It's the ultimate marriage of the art and the muse. Hey, the Rocks, this week we've got the internationally famous superhero from Fayetteville, Arkansas, Brandon Landelius. How you doing, brother? I'm well. How are you? No, I'm not unwell, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon here has been uh, hell of a start. He's 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 been uh, he's been abroad uh, doing the thing that he loves the most, which is underwater knitting. Yes. Yes. Uh, little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. You've been uh, you've had a hell of a year. It's been a good year. Yeah. yeah. Very good year. Yeah. So uh, you're back with zero. Yes. Yeah. Back with authority zero. Yeah. Uh, Pretty, pretty weird story the way that it all went around. Uh, joined in, well, initially auditioned in like 2009, didn't get the gig. Got in the band in 2011 after the guy that did get the gig uh, left the band. Was in the band through 2015. Left the band, started another band called the Vulture Wake. Did that. And then Doherty went through a couple of guitar players. They needed some help at the beginning of this year because they already shows booked and they yeah. lost their other guy, and so started playing with them. And uh, now we're uh, we're back where we were. Now the now the, the the team is back together. Yeah, stronger than ever. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah. It feels, it's one of those things where you know there's certain people you play music with and you just get in a room and it just works. Yeah, and that's the way it is. So it's, it's, it's uh, uh, Jason, mm-hmm. Mike. Dally and yourself. Correct. Yep. Right on. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Zero's been together for, Jesus, what, 20 years? 20 plus years? It's initially, I believe they started in like 94. Wow. As a band in, you know, Mesa uh, doing the local stuff. And yeah. then uh, just beat the hell out of the clubs and, and started to build a name for themselves. And then uh, early 2000s, yeah. they uh, got a record deal put out of their first record and there you go they've been off and running ever since Jason's the last or the only original yeah was, is that uh, did he start it or was it him and it was him and, and a couple of other guys um, yeah. there were I mean there were some other guys in before their first release mm-hmm. uh, the first release was Jason Jim uh, Bill and Jeremy uh, but before that there was uh some other folks that played with him as well. Right. Uh, Jerry, there was a, a guy, Jerry Douglas, to play it as well. And um, I think they had originally started with a different drummer. Really? Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. But he was only in for a minute. Jim's been the guy for a long time. Well, then, but Sean, Sean played with them for a long time, Sean, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Sean uh, I started in 2011 and Sean joined in 2012. That's it. Did you you but you knew him outside of that, didn't you? Uh, not really. Not really. I knew of him, but I didn't know him yeah. personally. No. So, 
but once we got in the band together, we hit it off instantly, and I still talk to him. And Sean, Sean was the first guy in Vulture, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys, because you guys played here. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, 2015, actually right before Christmas, uh, we drove from Authority Headed uh, Canadian Run, and we finished in Winnipeg and drove from Winnipeg straight here to Amarillo. Um, and then in January, February of 16, I started trying to put Vulture together. And, you know, obviously Sean yeah. was on board. Um, I reached out to Chad Price and said, hey, yeah. here's some music. You know, we'd love to hear what you do with this vocally. And uh, a little later, he came back with some ideas and sent them back. And we were like, oh, shit. That's a killer album, yeah. man. Thank uh, you. Yeah, that was a killer album. I remember when you were, you know, you built all those demos and shit. Oh, my God. Fuck you. And then, uh, of course, that was uh, Little Joe playing bass. Yeah, it was Little Joe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because um, Sean had known Joe forever. Oh, yeah. 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 They've been buddies for a long, long time. So, and then, yeah. And that was the first four. And you would describe that music as, uh, like, folk, polka, mm, maybe uh, hint hip-hop. Of, hint of Zydeco. Zydeco, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, guys, this is a, uh, this is a, Hard driving, insanely fast uh, punk rock band uh, with impossible guitar. Don't try to learn the guitar parts. Don't waste your time. It's, not it's too fast. It doesn't. Do. Thrash has nothing on these guys. And, and uh, so, and you have another band uh, who I'm uh, viciously fond of, and that would be the Mag Seven. The Mag Seven, correct? It's technically Donnie Blair's band. Donnie Blair, band? Donnie Blair started that band in Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. Um, I never knew that. I thought that yeah, was okay. I thought that was a year thing. Um, and I'm actually the second guitar player in the Mag Seven. Uh, Dan Phillips, who was in um, Slow Ride, mm-hmm. and also True Widow, very cool bands. Um, Dan was the first guitar player. He played on the first two records. Okay. Yeah, very talented dude. Is there a guy named Bill? Bill was helping out on a couple of records. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Bill, as far as members go, it, it was one of those things where the first record that I was on was the first record Bill was on, and at the time, Donnie didn't have a drummer. Oh. And um, he was planning on recording it at Blasting Room, Bill's studio, yeah. and he was going to get his brother Zach to play some guitar on it, and I was living in Arkansas at the time and was planning on moving back, and he's like, hey learn these songs we'll go up and we'll record and so um i asked you know who's who's playing and he was like zach and bill and i was like oh shit okay yeah so bill played drums on that one um scott also known as larry the crime donkey <laughs> uh be a great band, who was the original uh mag seven drummer played on knife to a gunfight and then Cotton Needle was next. That was also Bill. And then uh, Black Feathers is Tyson Taylor from here. Yeah. Ty was in uh, Tyson. Ty. Uh, Ty was in a band called The Revolt. He was back in the back in the uh, early two thousands. That and that was one of the first like <clears throat> I don't know of that generation the first really hard driving punk bands. Uh, that was it. Came out of that Illuminati that they had mm-hmm. over there, you know. He's uh, he's fairly feisty. He's fairly and, feisty. Uh, Rojo Grande. Rojo Grande. Yeah. Uh, the Choctaw. Also, 
the Choctaw. Yeah, correct. Um, and of course, uh, guys, the uh, the best song ever recorded on the planet is a song called Del Scorcho. By the Mag Seven, uh, it is a meth fueled rage. Uh, you don't want to listen to that uh, when you're in the drive-thru at Whataburger at 2 a.m. It ends badly for everyone. It ends badly for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you did uh, some... Where all did you guys go last year? I mean, this this was started in what, like May? Oh, uh, let's see. I started playing with the Authority guys again in, I think it was February. Um, I flew out for a couple of shows. February, March. Shit, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was... Couple of shows in California, mm-hmm. um, some Arizona stuff, um, and then we just did, we did Europe this summer, um, and then did a Northeast run and some shows in Canada. Just uh, I want to say about three and a half weeks ago, we oh, finished right. that. Yeah, and then and I had Ottawa. Where we were Toronto, Saint Therese, and Quebec City. I love fishing in Quebec. Who doesn't love fishing in Quebec? Great fishing in Quebec. I fucking hate Quebec. This guy fucking poppers. Oh, yeah. We avoided all the DJs from up north. Did you all put all the, all the DJs from up north? Yeah. Um, this, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about the, uh, all the happenings, the goings on in Europe, and that was, uh, tell me, tell me about the, uh, the European tour, because the UK, this was like the hottest summer they had. Uh, in in 50, 60 years, something like that. It, yeah. was, it was very, very hot. Um, for those who are familiar with Europe, and they have a severe allergy to air conditioning, <laughs> um, they, they hate it. They just don't care for it. And also clothes dryers. Mm. Don't care for them. Plenty of washers, but dryers take about four hours to dry a load. Um, so, yeah, it was very, very hot. Uh, most of the places we stayed don't have air conditioning. Uh, the Sprinter we ended up using did not have air conditioning. And so it was basically the summer of soup. Yeah. We were just, we were wet the entire five weeks, five and a half, whatever it was. Uh, so it was authority zero dryness. Yeah. In other words, you were cooked. You were, you were moist for, what, four weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty gross. It was very, very smelly. Um, like a seventh grade locker room. Our 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 clothes were very. We had the uh, the sweat stain that looks like tie dye. Yeah. The like everything was just crusty and disgusting. Yeah. But I mean that's that's kind of goes along with the territory. The Authority Zero Weight Loss Program. Yeah, that also. Yeah. It's crazy too because people are like, oh no, you can't do carbs. It's like we lived on free beer. Yeah. Like, and bread. And still would end up losing like yeah. ten pounds by the end of the tour. Speaking of beers, uh, mm-hmm. you you gifted me a couple of uh, beers recently. I did. You did. Is that a thing that people can purchase? If you are in Arizona or California, yes. Okay. Uh, Delahunt Brewery, um, they worked with the Authority guys and developed a very tasty beer. Right. And, I, I, I drank one of them. I saved yeah. the other one. Yeah. Unfortunately, this far east, it is it is not available. And it yeah. was, I mean, as far as I know, it was a limited run. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about any more. But uh, 
Yeah, it's very good. It was uh, it was pretty cool seeing the logo on the can, though. You know, I mean, like yeah, and all that stuff. It, it was very cool to uh, to see that that finished product and be like, oh yeah. wow, that's a fucking cool. Yeah, that's a thing. You do have a few of those for yourself, right? I have a couple. Yeah, yeah, not too. Yeah. What what's coming up? Uh, the rest of this year, with the exception of uh, New Year's Eve, um, I believe we just we're just taking off family time, holidays, those type things. Um, writing some new music. Um, January, a couple of shows, probably West Coast, and then we're looking to get things going again March, April. Um, that we haven't released details on, but that's definitely in the works. And then hopefully again Europe in the summer, and then uh, fall we've got some cool things. Oh, I think we Japan in May. Oh wow. Um, a few shows over there, which has been a while since I was over there, so that'll be. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, um, you, you've been to Japan before. I have these guys, yeah, right? Yeah. It's been a minute, but yeah. Uh, Zero's been all over the world. I mean, you guys went to. I remember that tour you did in Australia. We did uh, Soundwave Festival in Australia, which was uh, it was nuts. I yeah. mean, it was it. We flew out. Of LA, LA, LA. Um, and you're in the airport, and you just see nothing but bands. Like you're just like, I know that dude. Oh my god, I know. And but like, but then there's bands you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm seeing that band. Yeah. So we're on these these planes because everybody's going over there because it's it's you know it's about a week long. The, but it goes to a different city every day. Right. So you play, go to your hotel, or sometimes you go to the airport, fly to another city because they're they're so spread out over there. It's yeah. too far to drive to most of them. It's, it's frightening how how big Australia is. People don't really over here don't think about how big it is because I mean these crews are going out and setting up. They're going out and setting up the festival ahead of the bands, and then it's just like leapfrogging, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're just play a place, fly to the next place, play that fly and it was just that was the entire thing um but mastodon oh, yeah. down you know clutch I, I can't remember if, was it green day that was on that one it was ridiculous bands like huge bands that you're like this is nuts um saw rob zombie oh shit he was very very nice was he really yeah really incredibly you think he'd probably have all that uh you know, the bad stuff out of his system, you know, for all the years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything other than the experience I had. It was just like, well, that's Rob Zombie. How are you? I'm well, how are you? He was a super friendly guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking, Rob. Yeah. How are you? Uh, how do I not freak out right now? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, far out. Uh, are you going to be doing anything... Uh, out. So, so I, I, something caught my attention because last time we talked about it, uh, you didn't have a New Year's Eve gig lined up. Do you have one lined up now? We do. Yeah. 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 We're, that's we're, in Arizona. No, that's actually going to be uh, trying to remember the city outside of Portland. This is one in Oregon. Story. It's Astoria. That guy's that guy's making that happen. Huh? Our, yeah. Our, our friend is making that happen, and then uh, we also have another one, the thirtieth in Tacoma. Okay. So we'll fly in, do the Tacoma show as kind of a warm up, and then do the New Year's Eve show. Um, yeah, between that, 
just look to uh, try to put some things together around here yeah. in the downtime. Yeah, with so, uh, with Mag Seven, or you got Mag Seven, cotton needle stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm about ready to dip my toe into some uh, some solo things. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've been working on uh, some cover tunes. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of music out there that I love and some incredible singers. And I figure, what better way to honor them than to butcher the shit out of their <laughs> songs? Some early French Quarter New Orleans come out to the Drunken Oyster, Amarillo's only absent bar with a full Cajun menu, amazing steaks, salads, burgers, po'boys, gator, crawfish, to name a few options, and an amazing authentic Cajun vibe with live music and brunch from 11 to 3 on Sundays. Drunken Oyster, 7606 Southwest 45th. Savor. Amarillo's only true tapas dining experience now open seven days a week with lunch being served daily. And now on Saturdays and Sundays, brunch being served from 11 to 3. Savor. Savor. Bombs. So I'm going to try that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that is now what I'm going to call what I do. Oh, okay. Uh, honoring them. Yeah. 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 We're doing that... Um, we're doing that uh, tribute show with uh, Davy's other band, uh, Saint of Killers, and so um, it's all like Fallen Hero, or like you know, Burn Arrow, Metallica, and Malcolm Young, ACDC, and whatever else we end up putting together. Right? They're doing Pantera covers, and it's going to be a cover show. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we're actually going to do it as OSM this time. Okay. So loud mouth. So that that's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. What is that? Uh, December the 9th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But having said that, you know, I, I'm going to honor them by butchering their songs. There you go. Yeah, so yeah. Stealing that. Yeah. That's mine now. By all means. Yeah. So uh, how's your lovely wife doing? She is well. Yeah. She is, um, she's like a tornado. Um, yeah. Just into the house, out of the house, to a cater, yeah. to another cater, back to the house. Like she's... Uh, her catering is is doing very very well. Yeah, uh, right on. Holiday season's coming up, so if people don't have anything planned, they need to get in touch with her before she gets booked. Better, better so. get on that, uh, guys. That is uh, Black Fig Catering, by the way. Uh, we're going to get Ruthie on the show at some point because uh, we we've, we've been uh, kind of expanding outside of just musical artists. You know, we're doing visual artists. I consider Ruthie to be a uh, culinary artist. Absolutely. You know, she's got a killer vlog. She, she, you know, she, she works very hard at what she does, and she's, I dare say, the best. I mean, she really is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she used to play in Loudmouth a long time ago. She's itching to play again. She is? Yeah. So we, we, we uh, talked about that a little bit. I'd like to get her get her back behind the thud stick. Yeah. You know, yeah. playing, uh, she's that art, you know, yeah. cooking. It's like, she's... <laughs> She's triple one of the best people that just, she's just, whatever she puts her mind to, she's just very good at. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was good to, thanks for coming out the other night, by the yeah. way. It was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a great time. Congratulations cool. again. Thank you. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about Brandon Landelius, the person. 
<laughs> I thought this was an hour thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, like yeah. if you want to, you want me on the couch, like talking yeah. about feelings yeah. and shit. It's gonna get yeah. dark real quick. If your folks doing all right, man. Uh, folks are hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, mom's having a, a few issues. You know, they're yeah. they're to the age now that they're starting to feel their age. Um, Bro, um, she's having some things going on with her kidneys, so. Uh, the timing of me getting back in the band and having downtime is, is, um, it's good because it's going to allow me to get home to right, visit right. more. Yeah. Um, and by home, I mean, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, yeah, 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 they're good. They're good. They're getting any closer to capitulating to you uh, moving down here. I don't think they would ever want to move. Okay, Phil, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Kids, kids are well, um, Benny Irene Gray is in Dallas. Yeah. She's working uh, as part of a marketing team. Really? Um, yeah. She So she's putting that degree that she got to use. Um, Max is going to AC, taking some classes, also working. He's slinging coffee at uh, Dutch Brothers. Really? Mm-hmm. And it fucking blows my mind. Yeah. Benny's, she's 12 years old, man. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. And yeah. Izzy is... Well, she now aren't the bells? Aren't they going to New York for that thing? They are uh, yeah. That they're going to dance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's insane. That's so fucking cool, yeah. man. So yeah, yeah Tesco bells are going, and she's doing that. She just got her driver's license, and she's driving now. Izzy the Destroyer is on wheels. She is. Speaking of tornadoes, yeah. But yeah. she's she's uh, she's very cautious. Yeah, well, yeah. that's cool. Man. Yeah, so far. And Raj. Let's talk about Raj. No, I mean, you have to. Raj is a machine, man. He is. I mean, he's he's a sleeping, eating machine. Yeah. He, uh, current hobbies are eating. Yeah. Short, slow walks. Um, <laughs> we enjoy our stories, so yeah. I park it on the couch, pick up the guitar, start to noodle, and he just curls up like a little croissant beside me and just whatever goes into it. Yeah. I just turn the volume down on whatever I'm watching. Usually yeah. really shitty old seventies, like yeah. horror movies and, and sci-fi and just weird shit. And then I try to like write to the stuff I watch. Yeah. So how I come up with like weird, okay. weird things. It's like kind of like trying to write like miniature soundtracks. I get that, man. It, yeah. Uh, um, I do that with uh, like old Clint Eastwood movies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to top what Ennio Morricone did, but, you know, he can come up with your own stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so he sits there and he's, he just hangs out. So you get some, you get some touring coming up. Uh, what, what album are you guys uh, supporting right now? Are you going to be writing another one? What's going on there? Uh, so far, all the support is for Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. Right. Is the tour to zero. Um, did also record in last November, recorded the new Vulture Wake record mm-hmm. with those guys. Um, that's one kingdom animal is the full length. It was released initially. There was five or six song EP a few months later, the next EP, and then it's being released. Both EPs are side A and B of, right. of a vinyl. So that's kind of a cool idea. Um, those guys are supporting that and touring. Um, AZ is writing. Um, so I've been, since I've been home, I've been floating them ideas, and uh, yeah. we'll start bouncing those back and forth. And Jay sent uh, he sent something over the other day, and Mikey said he's got some stuff he's about to uh, 
to drop in the old Dropbox for us That's, to check out. That, that process is work out pretty well for you guys. You know the uh, it. People know because everybody's scattered all over the place. Uh, I mean, for for the way we have to, uh, the basic idea is for sure. As long as you don't get married to that style of writing, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you you have to play it in the room over and over and over until you're sick of it to really understand the ins and outs of it, right? You know, um, so until we can do that, we won't really know what we have. I mean, just anything, you know kind of makes anybody's ears perk up then that's that's how we know oh yeah there's something there yeah um vulture's on the road right now as well mm-hmm. i guess we got a guy filling in on guitar on that uh yeah there's uh jason scarborough i believe is his name yeah. uh nice dude mm-hmm. i met him in canada they were playing the same festival oh, right on. Yeah, yeah yeah so I, I watched the guys and said hello to them uh yeah, they're out. I think they have a couple more shows before they get home. Yeah. Um, they just played Fest in Gainesville. Zero, we got we got things coming down the pipe for sure. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. So, you know, I never uh, I never took the uh, Authority Zero patch off my vest. It's good. It's almost like a tramp stamp on the bottom of my vest. <laughs> I thought about getting a tramp stamp. Yeah, the A Zero. Yeah, still have a hat. It's but, not uh, too late. It's but, not too uh, late, man. Do it for, if you're uh, if you're in Authority Zero management watching this, and I'm sure you are, uh, I, I could I could really use another hat. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> like your address, like yeah. a pop up yeah. at the bottom of the yeah. screen. <laughs> Send all gear to yeah. All right. So let's speak of gear. So uh, what are you what are you, uh, what are you running now? Because uh, you've you you know you went through the the whole gamut of your your axes and your Nashes and your oranges and your Riveras and you know your what's kind of your uh, uh, rig now? Right. The, the thing that makes me the happiest right now is uh, Riveras. I'm yeah. back to those. Um, I got away from them for a little while. Um, well, they were stolen when we had our gear stolen in yeah. 15 in San Antonio. Um, and then we switched to orange and, um, in, in Europe, when you go over there, orange is everywhere. Yeah. They're based in England. So it's like, there's, it's so easy to get that. It's so easy to get marshals, even mesas. You, you'll really? never find a Rivera over there. Probably not for any kind of rental. And if, and, and if you do, it's, it's probably going to be very expensive. Um, so just for the sake of like, okay, I want to, I want some kind of consistency with, with my, my sound and my tone and everything. Uh, started going with orange for a while and they're killer. Um, for vulture, it was okay. Um, it, it fit, with, with what we were doing. Um, but with authority, I really prefer the Rivera's, the clean channels. The, the, I was going to say the clean channels, orange is probably not what you're looking for on. No, no, not at all. Um, when we, when we go into the, to like the reggae things and stuff like that, that's a little bit more, um, it's just, you know, Paul Rivera worked for Fender for years. Yeah. Designed amps for him. He, if anybody on the planet can out Fender, Fender, 
it's him. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and then on the other side, his, you know, the dirty channels are just incredible. Um, Some of the tones that you've uh, I've heard you achieve uh, out of those those rigs is just monstrous. And without it being overwhelming, the mids just thump you in the gut, dude. I mean, they, they just, that's a powerful amp. They're very, very, the way they're voiced um, is... It's. I think it's perfect for heavy for heavy music, yeah. for hard rock, for for aggressive punk, or like even though um, authority's fast, aggressive in certain ways. There's not the the heaviness. You don't equate it with like metal bands or anything like that. Right. But the punchiness and just the overall feel of it, yeah. especially with it being only one guitar band, you need to you need to fill some space. Yeah. Um, so that's perfect. So I actually took that monster of, of a 212 that the I had. The CS212 with the, yeah. the um, Magda. The EV12L speakers. Yeah, the EV12Ls. Um, I took that. That's my rig out there with my uh, Rivera K-Tray yeah. head, which is a 120-watt head. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it moves the air. Yeah. 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 It certainly does. Uh I'm actually looking to get another one of those, and I brought my orange TH100 back here. I have that town. We're probably going to look to move that and the that 212 cab that I have, the orange 212, the vertical 212. It's yeah. a cool cab, but it's just not. I mean, um, and then I'll at some point get the dual dark 50. Yeah. And bring it back here, and then swap out and get another Rivera out there. You, you still have that that absurd uh, Mesa four twelve. I do. You do have that one. Look it now back, has back, like that. it now has two twelve L's in it, and two Celestian Creamback seventy fives, and it's pretty burly. <laughs> How much does that goddamn thing weigh? Uh. It's heavy. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's a backbreaker. That's a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, especially with those 12Ls in it. Yeah. Keeping up with uh, world events. I mean, what was it like? So, like, what was it like? Not necessarily. I mean, but you were, but you were, in, you were in Europe at the time that the that Ukraine war wasn't that far away. I mean, you, uh, you guys had to cancel some dates too, didn't you? Not because of that. Not because of that. Okay. Uh, we were in Poland. Which shares a border, mm-hmm. uh, but we were a considerable distance from the border, right. and um, where the majority of, of the fighting and things were happening was not anywhere near us. Um, it was very unfortunate because I do have a lot of friends over there. Yeah, yeah. We had toured um, Russia and Ukraine previously with authority, and... Um, you're hearing from both sides that they're against it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, the people, you know, the, the friends and, and, and things in Russia are just like, this is stupid. We yeah. do not support this at all. Um, you know, obviously, the Ukrainians are, are like, fuck that. Like, we're, you know, they're they're incredibly, uh, they're very feisty. Yeah. Like, uh, fierce. They, like, uh, the, Putin thought that they were just going to roll over. Not a and chance. That, is, that has not been the case at all. No. You know? No. And uh, 
I mean, he's that dude's old school, but he's 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 so old school. He's 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 a genuinely scary individual. Yeah, you know, like if he's fucking backed in a corner, then he, you know, I wouldn't put it above him to hit the big red button. You know what I mean? That yeah. motherfucker will do it, and I, I just keep hoping that someone close to him will, uh, you know, will dissent and you know, bullet in his brain. Yeah, he needs to go. <clears throat> he needs to go. Uh, yeah, he's fucking crazy, yeah. and um, it's just it's it's terrible to see. You know, you, you see things on the news, and you're like, "Oh, that's terrible." But it's like when you know people that are that, in that situation. You know, yeah. Your your friends have sent you pictures of the neighborhood where they took you mm-hmm. to, like, you know, get coffee the morning after a show. It's like because you know these are the promoters; they put us up in place to stay at their place. Yeah. Um, took care of us, treated us like family, and they're like, "Do you remember when we went and had coffee here or whatever?" This yeah. is what that looks like. Yeah, it's the and, it's like, yeah and it's it's heartbreaking that. It's not that it's not real to people, but it hits so much harder when you know, yeah. when you've been there, when you've touched, you know, those walls. Because it's personal right now. You know, most of us, it's, it's disconnected. Yes. It's something we see on TV. You know, you guys have been there. You know people there. You know people's hearts and minds are there, you know, and that's, 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 you can't, you can't separate yourself from that. You no. know, it's, it's, that's a very, very hard thing. <clears throat> and there's still, and you know, what our media gives us, it's like shit's still happening. Like they might steer it towards, you know, the threat of the, you know, dirty bomb or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like all these other things. And like, but it's like on a human level, it's like we can't lose sight of what and how those people are suffering. Right. You're like, that's, that's, I mean, real quick, does, does, Authority Zero have a, uh, there's not really a theme behind the band other than, I mean, obviously, Authority Zero, the name itself entails, you know, uh, rejection of authority, obviously. Right. Uh, and so, you know, the authoritarians, uh, it seems like it's a pushback, it's a punk rock pushback. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and certainly in the early days, um, lyrically. Yeah. More so was that direction. Um, is Jay and, but Jay has always had uh, the overall message behind the music has been like to unify, right? To, okay, to be inclusive and be like, hey, you, you know, out here that's that's not, you know, you're not feeling like you're part of a thing. You're not feeling like you fit in. You're feeling like you know you're getting beat up or whatever. We've got you. You know, it's, it's, it's the, I feel like a lot lyrically, I feel like it's the equivalent. If you see, you know, a pit, yeah. someone gets pushed down, you grab them, you grab get them back, back up. up. Lyrically, I feel like that is, that encompasses, you know, yeah. like, you know, obviously there's, there's some other, it's not the same every single time. You right. know, there's obviously, you know, personal things in there that Jay will throw in lyrically and things like that also. But if there's anything, you know, um, yeah. that he would want, I feel like if he would want to be known for, 
and, and the band's basic thing is just to unify and pull everybody together. I can, I can dig that. Speaking of pits, I'm going to take a left turn here for a second. I just saw the Melvins a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And rubber gloves, right? And when they played Honey Bucket, that was probably one of the most savage pits I've ever seen in person. Yeah. Holy shit! And it was old heads. It was young guys. And that, that, but but it was the same thing. You know, you see a guy go down, pull him back up. You know. Yeah. It was it was cool. You know that that's one beautiful thing about that movement. And it's a thing that from the outside people who aren't familiar, you know, to, to go back to, you know, not understanding other people's lifestyles or other people's cultures or other people's things like that. Pitt is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Because from an outside perspective, you see people just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, right. A sea of people climbing all, all over each yeah. other and whatever. But if you're in there and it's, you know, you're in one of those pits where it's the people know. And, you know, you do. You take care of each other. Yeah. And it's, you know. Here's a question for you. So when you guys were in Australia, mm. okay, that's in the uh, southern hemisphere. Mm. That's on the other side of the world. Did you notice the pits going clockwise? <laughs> or did they always, do they always go counterclockwise? I think, I think it's more determined on how it's how it's kind of encouraged yeah and um it, yeah it's a great question it, it, it just dawned on me like, yeah. you know the water swirls the other backwards. way i mean yeah. <laughs> i wonder i wonder if the pits go you know <laughs> right like is there automobile racing is it all right hand turns i mean right, exactly know. nascar everybody be throwing nascar the circle off. pits you know uh, line dancing oh. yeah my uh, computer just crashed there oh hot i think it's nope it said, no, sir. Why the fuck did that happen? Huh. Just, I hope it didn't fucking dump the fucking uh, space. No, well, weird. So we chasing that down. My angles are fucked now, too. Right. Well, I tell you what, guys, uh, we, we've been uh, we've been at this about an hour. I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna that. go open the bar and do a lot of other stuff. So, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come in and hang out again. Absolutely, right now, dude. Uh, I look forward to hearing uh, the new stuff and seeing uh you know where this thing goes yeah no uh, it's uh it's one of those things where when you're writing new music you're it's it's always uh it's always interesting to see what folks bring to the table yeah and also it's it'll be interesting too because i haven't been in the band for a while and the sound has changed and evolved in a certain way so it's like i also am kind of treading lightly and not I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to throw too much weird state, you know, a new sound and direction has kind of been established since I was in the band. Yeah. So it's like finding out where I fit will be, will be, you know, a fun and interesting experiment to, uh, 
that is uh, art. It's collaborative art. Yeah. You know, you don't just make it by yourself. And, you know, that's uh, one of the things that makes it beautiful. Yeah. It's like, yeah, everybody listens and, and responds and vibes off of what everybody else is throwing in there. So it's, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to cut this part out. So on, uh, we're going to look at this main camera uh-huh. and uh, I'm going to do my little closing speech. Okay. Okay. All right. Can I just turn to well, it. Give me just a second. So, I'm gonna, uh, all right, guys. We want to thank Brandon here for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, remember what we say at Amarillo Rocks. <clears throat> We're changing this, by the way, because yeah, the other one's a little crass. <laughs> so previously, it was it was wipe front to back, clear your browser history, and go see some live music. But I think the first one is probably pretty obvious. So I think we're just going to say, clear your browser history, be good to one another, and go see some live music. All right, Emerald Rocks. Thank you. <laughs>